Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 335. The morning light is breaking, the darkness disappears. The sons of earth are waking to penitential tears. Each breeze that sweeps the ocean brings tidings from afar of nations in commotion prepared for Zion's war. Hymn number 335. Scriptural will be given by Karen from California. Exodus. Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Moses fled before it. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd, 
I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Isaiah Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 29. Breaking through the clouds of darkness, black with error, doubt, and fear, Lighting up each somber shadow with a radiance soft and clear. Filling every heart with gladness that its holy power feels comes the Christian science gospel. Sin it kills and grief it heals. Hymn number 29. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is kind of a training session in practical Christian science. We talk about the lesson, other things that need to be discussed at the time, 
and learn how to practice this tremendous science established, discovered and established by Mary Baker Eddy. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school is available for children anywhere in the world. It has its own teleconference number. And many of our students who don't live in the area attend via telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and would be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery available for infants and toddlers. At all of our services, we read from the King James Bible and from writings by Mary Baker Eddy. And our mission is to spread the word of God and this tremendous science. And uh, one of the ways we do that is through our various websites. We have 17 different websites, all in different languages. And this way, the word of truth, the truth of Christian science, is able to reach millions of people all over the world, and in many cases, in their own language. And for this, we are very grateful, and we're very grateful to those of you who have found our church and have found true Christian science. One of the... Uh, Articles that is currently featured on our English website, I'd like to point out, entitled The Way of Freedom by Kate Buck. We should never forget what freedom really is and how we obtain it. Recommend it very highly. The Way of Freedom by Kate Buck. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in the Christian Science Textbook. And that article will be read, that a testimony of healing will now be read by Betty from California. Page 602, Substance of Lungs Restored. It was about 15 years ago that Christian science first came to my notice. At that time, I had been a chronic invalid for a good many years. I had acute bowel trouble, bronchitis, and a number of other troubles. One physician had told me that my lungs were like wet paper, ready to tear at any time and I was filled with fear, as my mother, two brothers, and a sister had been victims of consumption. I tried many physicians and every material remedy that promised help, but no help came until I found a copy of Mrs. Eddy's book, Science and Health. 
The book was placed in my hands by one who did not then appreciate it, and I was told that it would be hard for me to understand it. I commenced reading it with this thought, but I caught beautiful glimpses of truth, which took away my fear and healed me of all those diseases, and they have never returned. I would also like to tell how I was healed of a sprained ankle. The accident occurred in the morning, and all that day and during the night, I gave myself Christian science treatment as best I could. The next morning, it seemed to be no better, being very sore, badly swollen, and much discolored. Feeling that I had done all I could, I decided to stop thinking about it. I took my copy of Science and Health and began reading. Very soon, I became so absorbed in the book that I forgot all about my ankle. It went entirely out of my thought, for I had a glimpse of all God's creation as spiritual and for the time being lost sight of my material selfhood. After two hours, I laid the book down and walked into another room. When next I thought of my ankle, I found it was not hurting me. The swelling had gone down, the black and blue appearance had nearly vanished. It was perfectly well. It was healed while I was absent from the body and present with the Lord. This experience was worth a great deal to me, for it showed me how the healing is done. E.H. Portland, Oregon. The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. And today's lesson sermon can be found on page four of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Are sin, disease, and death real? The golden text is from Psalms. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The responsive reading is from Isaiah. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water 
out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Elizabeth from Georgia will now read. The Bible, Psalms. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. Because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Isaiah, for the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded, therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Romans 
Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Acts And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber, where they were gathered together. And there sat in a window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him, and embracing him, said, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again, and had broken bread, and eaten, and talked a long while, even till break of day, so he departed. And they brought the young man alive, and were not a little comforted. It was determined that we should sail into Italy. And when we had launched from thence, we sailed under Cyprus, because the winds were contrary. Not long after, there arose against it a tempestuous wind, called Eurocladon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope that we should be saved was then taken away. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar, and, lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told me. Then were they all of good cheer, and they also took some meat. And we were all in the ship, two hundred threescore and sixteen souls. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. And when they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness, for they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bunch of sticks and laid them on the fire, 
there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire, and felt no harm. Albeit they looked when he should have swollen, or fallen down dead suddenly. But after they had looked a great while, and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds, and said that he was a god. And Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house, and received all that came in unto him, preaching the kingdom of God, and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ, with all confidence, no man forbidding him. Revelation The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants, things which must shortly come to pass. Lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. Blessing, and glory, and wisdom, and thanksgiving, and honor, and power, and might, be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Salvation. Life, truth, and love understood and demonstrated as supreme over all. Sin, sickness, and death destroyed. Now, cried the apostle, is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Meaning, not that now men must prepare for a future world salvation or safety, but that now is the time in which to experience that salvation in spirit and in life. Now is the time for so-called material pains and material pleasures to pass away, for both are unreal, because impossible in science. To break this earthly spell, mortals must get the true idea and divine principle of all that really exists and governs the universe harmoniously. This thought is apprehended slowly, and the interval before its attainment is attended with doubts and defeats as well as triumphs. 
The Bible contains the recipe for all healing. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Sin and sickness are both healed by the same principle. The tree is typical of man's divine principle, which is equal to every emergency, offering full salvation from sin, sickness, and death. Vibrating like a pendulum between sin and the hope of forgiveness, selfishness and sensuality causing constant retrogression, our moral progress will be slow. Waking to Christ's demand, mortals experience suffering. This causes them, even as drowning men, to make vigorous efforts to save themselves. And through Christ's precious love, these efforts are crowned with success. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love. For to this end God worketh with you. Occupy till I come. Wait for your reward, and be not weary in well-doing. If your endeavors are beset by fearful odds, and you receive no present reward, Go not back to error, nor become a sluggard in the race. The discoverer of Christian science finds the path less difficult when she has the high goal always before her thoughts than when she counts her footsteps in endeavoring to reach it. When the destination is desirable, Expectation speeds our progress. The struggle for truth makes one strong instead of weak, resting instead of wearying one. If the belief in death were obliterated and the understanding obtained that there is no death, this would be a tree of life known by its fruits. Man should renew his energies and endeavors and see the folly of hypocrisy while also learning the necessity of working out his own salvation. When it is learned that disease cannot destroy life, and that mortals are not saved from sin or sickness by death, this understanding will quicken into newness of life. It will master either a desire to die or a dread of the grave, and thus destroy the great fear that besets mortal existence. When you say... Man's body is material. I say with Paul, be willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Give up your material belief of mind in matter and have but one mind, even God, 
For this mind forms its own likeness. Much yet remains to be said and done before all mankind is saved and all the mental microbes of sin and all diseased thought germs are exterminated. But the forever fact remains paramount that life, truth, and love save from sin, disease, and death. When the first symptoms of disease appear, dispute the testimony of the material senses with divine science. Let your higher sense of justice destroy the false process of mortal opinions, which you name law, and then you will not be confined to a sick room nor laid upon a bed of suffering in payment of the last farthing, the last penalty demanded by error. Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Suffer no claim of sin or of sickness to grow upon the thought. Dismiss it with an abiding conviction that it is illegitimate, because you know that God is no more the author of sickness than he is of sin. You have no law of his to support the necessity either of sin or sickness, but you have divine authority for denying that necessity and healing the sick. Understanding the control which love held over all, Daniel felt safe in the lion's den, and Paul proved the viper to be harmless. All of God's creatures, moving in the harmony of science, are harmless, useful, indestructible. A realization of this grand verity was a source of strength to the ancient worthies. It supports Christian healing and enables its possessor to emulate the example of Jesus. And God saw that it was good. Instead of blind and calm submission to the incipient or advanced stages of disease, Rise in rebellion against them. Banish the belief that you can possibly entertain a single intruding pain which cannot be ruled out by the might of mind. And in this way, you can prevent the development of pain in the body. No law of God hinders this result. The only course is to take antagonistic grounds against all that is opposed to the health, holiness, and harmony of man, God's image. Stand porter at the door of thought, admitting only such conclusions as you wish realized in bodily results 
you will control yourself harmoniously. When the condition is present, which you say induces disease, whether it be air, exercise, heredity, contagion, or accident, then perform your office as porter and shut out these unhealthy thoughts and fears. Exclude from mortal mind the offending errors. Then the body cannot suffer from them. The issues of pain or pleasure must come through mind. And like a watchman forsaking his post, we admit the intruding belief, forgetting that through divine help we can forbid this entrance. Mind is the master of the corporeal senses and can conquer sickness, sin, and death. Exercise this God-given authority. Take possession of your body and govern its feeling and action. Rise in the strength of spirit to resist all that is unlike good. God has made man capable of this, and nothing can vitiate the ability and power divinely bestowed on man. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 30. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Brood o'er us with thy sheltering wing, neath which our spirits blend like brother birds that soar and sing and on the same branch bend. The arrow that doth wound the dove darts not from those who watch and love. Hymn number 30.
he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Because 
He has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be Let's now sing hymn number 326. The Christian warrior, see him stand in all the armor of his God. The spirit's sword is in his hand. His feet are with the gospel shod. Hymn number 326.
I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passage from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation. For God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we shall be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Amen.